3: Welcome in to episode 35 of the Unidentified Alien podcast. It's UAP, Stephen Diener right here. Cameron Curtis over there. How are you today, Karen? I'm well, thank you so much. That's fantastic to hear. <laughs> <And I laughs> I'm think... not angry at all. Oh, good. Yay. That's a good start. So we're going to have a lot of fun today with what we're doing here, which is the Spear of Destiny.
1: Yeah, I'd never heard of this thing, but if Hitler wanted it, I want to know more about it. It's one of the more fascinating
3: stories I've ever come across, and I I heard it years ago, and it's always been on my mind, not like I wake up and think about the Spear of Destiny, but it's just one of those stories. Hitler did
1: as a youth. Yeah, he did. And it's funny because you have the Holy Grail, and there's all these artifacts that are supposed to be so powerful. I had never heard about the Spear of Destiny, and it is so fascinating, I'm just afraid that Putin
3: has it now. Oh, no. So we're we're getting, I hope not, but we're going to get into all that here today, and you'll see... Because in the in the interest of full disclosure, we're all about full disclosure yep. here on UAP. we want full disclosure from the government and all the governments of the world about aliens and things like that. but when I when we kind of came into working this episode out, I started thinking, geez, you know, this might be one where I'm gonna have to say, this one isn't really about aliens, but Wrong. guess what? Wrong. It connects it, it does always connects so. Just hang on and listen, and you'll see how this all plays out and loops around. It's very, very fascinating here today.
1: It's the UAP spider web of stuff.
3: It is, and uh, hopefully you don't know, spiders have fallen on your head with that weird story out there. But anyway, yeah, there's a
1: story that there's spiders that are going to be falling from Georgia on us. Uh, the size of what? The size of like a child's hand. Oh, my God.
3: What is happening in this world? I don't know. Are they
1: Maybe they're aliens. (laughs)
3: Maybe they are alien spiders. But before we get into that, speaking of uh, creatures that might be aliens. organisms. Oh. So the factoid, right? We always do a factoid first. And this one today comes from actually one of our listeners.
1: And let me just set this up. He emailed me because we ask for your input. Sure. His name is Lance. He says I've listened to you guys for 20 years. Still tune in regularly. We're in Florida. This guy's in Tucson, Arizona. So wow, way to go! And he says the creature designated organism 46B was an aquatic beast allegedly captured by a Russian scientific team near the research outpost of Vostok Station. That's correct. And he says it was an enormous, thirty-three foot, which is ten meters long, for those who aren't terrified of meters, fourteen, fourteen tentacled squid-like yeah. creature which lived in Lake Vostok. He basically says it was a, a nightmare. He calls it the stuff of nightmares. He, he, oh, excuse me. He says when you when your last UAP podcast mentioned swimmers, it reminded me of this Organism 46B.
3: Yeah, and it was funny. So thank you, Lance, again. Thank you for listening. And he's been a listener of WFTL for 20 years. So yeah. you might be wondering what... Wait, he's been listening to you guys for 20 years? I thought you oh, just started this podcast last year. No, pardon me. So, but no, no, it's fine, actually, it's, it's because we get to say we actually air this podcast on 850 WFTL here in West Palm Beach, Florida. You know, you might consume it in the podcast form, which is great, but it does air during the weekend as well on 850 WFTL because it's on the 850 WFTL website, which we always mention. Well,
1: you know what? We're going to send you to the 850, the newfangled 850 hey. WFTL app. Get us on your phone. That's where everyone's getting us, dude. That's how
3: Lance listens to us in Tucson, Arizona. It's on
1: the phone. <laughs> we have an app. It's super good.
3: Right. So you can stream it and all that good stuff. So if you uh, can't get the podcast, you can always listen to it on the app like, uh, like Lance does. So Organism 46B, again, thank you, Lance, because... We had actually never heard of this before. This was no. not in my notes, my, my legendary notes on my phone where I hold all of my source material. Um, and like Karen was saying, this the story goes, these uh, researchers, divers in Russia, which is why Lance thought of this, it piqued his interest when he heard us talking about those divers last week. The swimmers. The swimmers. Well, the
1: swimmers were the aliens. Right,
3: that, that the uh, divers came across, these nine-foot aliens that shot these divers up to the Surface. They got the bends, and three of them died. It's a crazy story. Yeah, the deepest lake in the world. Yes, you can listen to it on episode thirty-four from last week on UAP. But so that you know, made Lance think, hey, these. What about organism forty-six B, which, as Karen described, was this giant monstrous squid that apparently can immobilize its prey with its poisonous ink from up to one hundred and fifty feet away.
1: Baka, baka. By the way, this 200 million year old squid yeah. called the vampire that was in a drawer for years and years and years is is weird. Now, has now been named Biden. That's also weird. Yeah, so that's another weird squid story that's happening at the same time.
3: So a lot of squid talk here today. This has nothing to do with the Spear of Destiny. This is just our factoid. So we we'll get to the Spear of Destiny in a second. So the factoid is that these Russian divers came across this monstrous sea monster type squid that maybe you would see in uh, the Nautilus in 20,000 000- Under the sea, it kills a couple of the guys, it shapeshifts into a (gasps) diver. Yeah, I mean, really strange stuff. So they're down
1: there, and the diver who survives it sees it shape-shifting, and it looks like a diver. It's like changing its form. Right,
3: and it it killed some of the divers. It ripped them to bits with its tentacles. Its tentacles can still kill you after it was cut off. They eventually captured it. It was given to Russian officials and locked away forever. Nobody knows what happened to
1: it. So that's interesting because you're saying also that it can squirt its, what, its blood? It's yes. inky blood. It's, inky. it's like yeah. black, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it killed him. Oh, my gosh.
3: So that's the way the story goes from this uh, one of the Russian divers who survived it, which was Dr. Anton Patalaka. So after finally trapping the creature in a tank, the surviving members of the team brought it to the surface where they claim, like we just said, that Russian officials seized the beast and told the international press that nothing had been found.
1: That That's where they lose me when they say they were able to capture it. It's shape shifting. Its ink is deadly. Yeah. It's killing people, they gauche, even when you cut a thing off, a, listen, an, an l- appendage
3: off. Listen, the story might be completely fabricated, yeah, but well, that's fine. You make up your mind. That's thanks, what we're all we're here. But thank you, Lance. It's a fantastic <laughs> story. We love that. We
1: do. Keep them coming.
3: Yes. All right. So now that we've gone through our factoid again, thank you, Lance. And if you have anything that you want to give to us, you listen to the show and you think, ooh, this is a good idea. Reminding me of so-and-so. I should tell them. But how do I do that? You can always email 850-WFTL, or you can find us on Twitter at UAPodcast850, and you can write to us there, and we, we check those messages. So we appreciate the feedback. If you have ideas, we're not against that, obviously, since we just talked about Organism 46B. But this is an idea, Karen. Holy Lance! Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Lance. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of Lance's. How do you like this for a uh, transition? (laughs) The Holy Lance is another name for the Spear of Destiny. And this is a story that um, I have found fascinating, gosh, I don't know, probably for 20 years. I heard about this probably about 20 years ago. And it's just one of those things that sticks with you when you first hear it. You're probably familiar with it, but if you're not, hold on to your seat. So, the Holy Lance, like we said, also known as the Lance of Longinus, who is a
1: saint. I think it's Longinus. Longinus. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Named after Saint Longinus, the Roman centurion who pierced the side of Jesus. He's the guy. Jesus is up there, he's asking for water. Yes. They give him vinegar on a sponge and he's still th- I'm thirsty. Finally, he stabs him in the side. Because he wasn't dying fast enough, apparently.
3: Yeah, so the story from the, from the Gospels goes, like, like you're saying, Karen, um, the, the Roman centurion there, Longinus, who said, all right, well, we need to get him down because, you know, the apostles, they, they wanted to bury Jesus before the Sabbath. They couldn't do it on the Sabbath because of the religious tradition and their beliefs. So they thought, well, let's see if he's dead. Oh, you know, we we're going to stab him in the side. To basically try to speed up the process, as awful as this was, that was a common practice in Roman times. Because actually,
1: crucifixion is where you end up suffocating to Correct. death. Correct. They, right. they hit his femur, or not his um, shin bones, and broke those. So he's basically hanging from his arms, and it's just as collapsed.
3: Well, just so we're clear, actually, so they never broke his bones oh, they because— didn't. It was. Uh, it went along with the prophecy well, see, that I'm, not a bone would be broken.
1: I'm a Lutheran, so we. You're a Catholic.
3: Yes, so maybe our prophecies are different. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the Gospel of John states that the Romans planned to break Jesus's legs while on the cross so he would die faster. But it was you know, like we said, it was common practice during crucifixion. Crucifixion was a common way of essentially capital punishment. Mm-hmm. But because it was the eve of the Sabbath. The followers of Jesus needed to entomb him because of the Sabbath laws. So just before they did so, they noticed that he was already dead before they were going to break his legs to speed up the suffocation process so he couldn't hold himself up anymore. But there was, so there was no reason to break his leg, which, like we said, fulfilled the prophecy from, uh, that said, and no bone will be broken. But to make sure he was dead, the Roman soldier Longinus Longinus stabbed him in the side. And at that moment, as the Gospel of John says, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a lance and immediately there came out blood and water. Oh, sure. According to John 19, verse 34. It's in his
1: thoracic cavity.
3: Right, right. And And you'll notice if you've seen, I'm sure you have, if you've ever come across a crucifix, even if you're not a Christian or whatever, you would see in the crucifix there's that depiction of Jesus with that stab wound on the side, right below his ribs. And you see the blood and water flowing from it, sending out a bunch of medieval art and any crucifix you really come across. So
1: The other thing is, you know, you've got the... Was he nailed to the cross by his palms or by his wrists?
3: Right, so there's different depictions and descriptions of that. But when the Spear of Destiny is concerned, they say that lance from the Roman centurion spear, that was kept and then passed down through tradition... As the lance that pierced the side of Jesus and mm-hmm. had his blood and water from his body on it. So it goes throughout history. Constantine is said to have had this lance. It was actually featured in the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh, well, I don't think it's the same Constantine. No,
3: but I'm saying it was in but the Constantine movie. Constantine
1: saw yes. the cross in the sky, he won a battle, right. and then he like wrote he put the Bible together. He and he started our calendar at zero zero and you know, before Christ and after Christ,
3: right, he's, and then you had the Gregorian calendar with yeah. Pope Gregory. But we won't get oh, into all God, that. Oh, not though. the Gregorian We no, won't get into all that. But 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 it is you know if you've seen the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves, he's that supernatural kind of like battles demons, but the Spear of Destiny is mentioned in there as well. Oh, it is okay. So it goes. We go on through history. We get into the 900s when King Otto held the spear and won many battles, and then in 1084, Henry the Fourth had a silver band with the inscription that said the Nail of Our Lord. Added to it now that goes back, Karen, actually to what you were saying with Constantine, not the movie, the actual emperor. He had his mother go out and find the um, site where Jesus was crucified. A lot of the sites in the Holy Land now are there because of the tradition that was passed down from Constantine. They said, Here's where this was, here's where that was, and it said that she actually found the nails from the crucifixion.
1: Oh. Wow, I want one.
3: So that's how they say that they knew we know the site of Golgotha where Jesus was crucified. Um so apparently that you know that nail was passed down, the nails were passed down through time and King Henry the Fourth had that nail added into the spear of destiny. So basically it was believed that with the spear of destiny anybody who held this thing had great power.
1: Yeah, let me just give you a little this is like the best synopsis of the Spear of Destiny, which I abbreviate to S-O-D, the Sod.
2: What if I told you that the Spear of Destiny, which was used to stab Christ on the cross, may also hold mystical powers? Written of in the book of John, the spear has been pursued by everyone from Napoleon to Adolf Hitler. Theories abound that it may allow its holder to become invincible. And some believe its final resting place may be in a sunken German U-boat off the coast of the United States but I don't care if it has magic powers. You tell me that Adolf Hitler wanted this thing, I wanna know what it is.
1: Amen.
3: So that was actually our, our Brad Meltzer, who lives in South Florida. He had a great really? show oh, on the History Channel, and that's an old clip from that show. I think it was called History's Mysteries or one of those things. History's
1: but Mysteries. I, I like
3: it. I think that's what it was called. I might be getting it wrong. It hasn't been on in a long time, but I used to love watching that show. And uh, so that sound comes from there. So we, we appreciate that, Brad Meltzer.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Esman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but
3: they, but again, all these rulers, Constantine had it, Charlemagne had it, Napoleon wanted it, and Hitler wanted it because it was said to give you this unlimited power, a channel to God, like a direct line to God, so to speak, to right. give you this divinity. a red phone to God. Exactly. So what we're essentially talking about here, Karen, is a scenario where young Hitler actually visited an Austrian museum, okay? So the story goes, as we go through time— The Spear of Destiny is held by a museum in Austria, okay? This is where things kind of start to take a turn in history. Hitler, as a boy, goes to this museum, okay?
1: Yeah, so these are all the owners? Yes. This is where the spear has been passed down? Yeah, go ahead and do that first. All the way from
2: Constantine, Charlemagne, Napoleon, almost, and Hitler. Over the centuries, if you believe the story, the Spear of Destiny is said to have passed through the hands of at least 45 emperors. Constantine the Great possessed the spear and supposedly became the foremost general of his time, founding the Eastern Roman Empire. Charlemagne used the spear to conquer Italy and unite most of Western Europe. Otto I successfully defended Hungarian raids into Saxony. But when Napoleon was closing in on the location of the spear, city councils in Nuremberg moved it to Vienna. The fear was that if Napoleon got his hands on it, he'd ultimately rule the world. Which brings us back to Hitler who was clearly looking to steal
0: a page from the supervillain playbook. Hitler was said to have first seen it in Vienna in a museum. Story of this only comes down to us in Trevor Ravenscroft's book, The Spear of Destiny, where he claims that a Mr. Stein, whom he had known, was said to have been with Hitler when they went into a museum in Vienna together. And he said that Hitler saw the spear was sort of overwhelmed with a with a sort of mystical sense and believed that this uh, would in a way foretold that he would have the power of the world in his hands. So I think Hitler probably had a bit of a youthful fascination with it. Oh well, Hitler, he was wrong on a great many
1: things. <laughs> this is true.
0: <laughs> and apparently Relics was just one of the many.
3: Yeah, but, so.
0: Yeah. He,
3: you know what, and and that's the thing. It's it's subjective, right? Is this a superstitious thing? Did it really endow people the holder with you know power to rule the world, so to
1: speak? I think Hitler actually got it when they invaded and got Vienna, and it took them like uh, several years to build some sort of a vault for it.
3: Exactly, because so really this go his obsession with it. Goes back to like you heard there when he was a child, he had this vision when he saw it. He had this vision of himself as like a supreme ruler, a, a So as a child,
1: he wanted to conquer the world. He did, Whoa.
3: yes, and because he, he had this, he felt like basically that he was divinely chosen and and chosen by God to be the ruler of the free, like like a Holy Roman Emperor of sorts, to be like a modern day Holy Roman Emperor. That's how he saw himself. And he thought the Spear of Destiny was going to take him to that point.
1: I hope Putin doesn't have it.
3: I hope not. But he did have it. Hitler did take this. It's a known fact. Okay, this isn't conspiracy. This isn't like, oh, make up your own mind type thing. No, When when the Nazis invaded Austria, he made a beeline to the museum or had his men do it. And grabbed the spear and took it along with a lot of other priceless artifacts and artwork. Like they did. That they did. It's all well documented throughout history that they had a bunch of artwork. 20% of all European art, actually, Hitler held at one time. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, and still some of it's still missing. This is a little bit more about what Stephen's talking about.
2: In October 1938, the lance that Hitler believes to be the spear of destiny is in a Viennese museum. With Austria now under Nazi control, Hitler supposedly orders the SS to take the spear and move it by train to Nuremberg. He stores it in a church for six years, the amount of time it takes his engineers to secretly build a specially constructed vault, one intended to protect it from Allied bombs. It's even documented that Hitler sought the spear and believed it would make him a world conqueror since he first saw it as a boy. And if you didn't think Hitler was crazy before that, you tell me what other boy is having world conquering thoughts like that.
3: Yeah, well, there you go. Exactly. Psychopath from a young age. So thank you again, Brian Meltzer. Yeah. Um, so basically, ob- obviously, in the end, the Spear of Destiny did not help Hitler win the war. Thank God. Um, if He
1: just didn't try to go into Russia.
3: Yeah, it did, actually, that did change history. Here yeah. we come back to Russia again. Yeah. Just like last week with Nazis and Russians and aliens. Oh, my. Oh, my. That was a fun episode. If you missed it last week, you can always check it out, 850 WFTL <laughs> on the UAP podcast page yeah, yeah. or wherever you get your podcasts. So what about after the war, Karen? So we go fast forward a little bit, right? The Allies make it in. We take over. Hitler supposedly kills himself. Air quotes. Whatever you want to believe there on conspiracy theories. He sets
1: himself on fire, covers himself in petrol.
3: Whatever you want to believe. And he
1: kills himself and his new bride,
3: Eva Braun. That's right. So what what happens after the war? Now there's a lot of
1: theories. Where is
3: this thing, Stephen? Well, that's the thing. Where is the spear of destiny? (laughs) Some say that it was found at the end of the war and returned to either Vienna or the Vatican. But Uh, here's the problem. uh Uh-huh. Both of them say they had the spear. Oh.
1: (laughs) But some people say it's in a German U-boat sunk at the bottom of the ocean off off of Florida, right?
3: Yes, we're going to get to that as well, because this is where things take a strange turn. It's not even during the war, okay? We know that Hitler had the Spear of Destiny. Again, the spear, the lance that, that pierced the side of Jesus, okay? I hate
1: to be the guy that comes in and goes, uh, sir, they've all given up in Russia, all, all of your troops. And he's like, they can't. I have the Spear of Destiny.
3: Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Could you imagine? But so there are different opinions on those, okay, whether the Vatican or Vienna. Now, considering both locations, claim to have the real deal for the Vienna Spear, most say that it only dates back to the 8th century.
1: Oh. They do to, the same thing with the shroud.
3: Yes. And there's an explanation for that, but maybe another episode. This, to the 8th century, because of the design of the spear, the way it's rounded, fits more with uh, 8th century spears, essentially. It doesn't really go back to, like, early 1st so century spears. So you're saying that
1: Jesus's DNA is not in CODIS? Maybe. Yeah, so they can't, like, <laughs> Do a DNA
3: match. (laughs) I don't think it is. No. But but they've also done a little bit of carbon dating on the Sphere, and they say that it only goes back to about the 8th century. So maybe that means that the Vatican has the real one. Not so fast, my uh, friend. Oh, boy. Here's what you're referring to, Karen. What if I told you... Oh, God. ...that one of the most sought-after and so-called powerful relics in the history of mankind... Could be right off our very own coast of Florida. Like we said, we're here in Florida, so that's a big deal for us. Yeah,
1: let's I just, I want to run this in the background as you explain. Oh, please do.
0: Flying high above a United Nations convoy somewhere in the Atlantic, Navy cameramen accompany patrol planes on the lookout for enemy submarines. Suddenly, a raider is sighted as it comes to the surface. By radio, word is flashed to an American aircraft carrier, and dive bombers are dispatched to the area.
1: So, yeah, this, this is a whole video produced by our military back in World War II when these...
0: Oh, the upon the he wasn't done. It they,
1: they sink, they've sunk many of them. Wow. Off our coast.
3: That's a fantastic video. Oh,
1: I know. It's, do you have on. access to that video? I do.
3: We're going to put that up on yeah. our blog. You yeah, got,
1: it, can, it continues.
0: There's more. Oh, gosh. A second raider is sighted, and depth bombs are dropped, damaging the craft so severely it cannot escape. A dramatic photograph revealing a bomb in midair as the raider's crew crouches on deck.
3: Oh gosh! Great, right? This is outstanding.
1: I know. And the Spear of Destiny is like <laughs> on board one of these, songs, <laughs> getting bombed. So that's
3: that's the theory behind it, right? Is these German U-boats that were carrying. Because, first of all, let me just say, I I absolutely adore old-time news reports.
1: Oh, it's the best. I <laughs>
3: love those. The production value that they used to do with the old... Oh, and then uh, newsflash. Submarines
0: <laughs> sunk yeah. to the bottom.
3: Yes. There you go. Submarines sunk to the bottom. Yes. That's... So Sorry. you have to remember, as we get into this, that as the Nazis started to realize that they were on their way to losing the war, because Hitler, as evil... As he was, I mean, just the devil personified. Absolute pure evil. He wasn't dumb. And he knew that his time was 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 pretty pretty much running out. Okay? Mm -hmm. So at that... known fact, at that point, to him, ends the the SS. So they said, you know what? we got to start hiding some of these things. When it came to the priceless art, to the relics. And they tried their best to take a lot of these things toward the end of the war. Hide it in South America. Hide it in Antarctica, which we're going to get to a little bit later on. Or... As they're on their way down south, guess what? They're passing by the eastern coast of Florida, past or the eastern coast of the United States, past Florida.
1: Yeah, they were also out of Boston. They were across, and Boston right. had to turn their lights off on shore. Right. Uh, and some of them, actually, the Germans came ashore and they were did. going to pubs and stuff.
3: They did. Yes, the Germans did come ashore. Believe I don't know if they, how many people know this. It's not a widely known fact, but Nazis were on land in the United yep. States. They made it on land a few times. One time, actually, they were in New York trying to get the plans for the atomic bomb.
1: <laughs> and they were because, caught. Yeah, because we took Oppenheimer and Einstein from Germany. Right. Yeah.
3: So unbelievable. Could you imagine if they got the plans of the atomic bomb?
1: You know, and... Today, we've got war going on, and we talk about aliens that are trying to steer Earth and Earthlings in a different direction, and Stephen and I have a joke running that the aliens are just going, oh my God.
3: They must be watching us shaking their heads. Like, this is why we don't come and reveal ourselves. You guys are idiots.
1: (laughs) They're at it again. Good
3: Right. You, have you guys seen the latest episode of Earth? Oh my gosh, you got to see what they're doing like now. It's like a reality show yeah, for aliens. It's unbelievable.
1: They're going to blow themselves up.
3: Oh gosh, it's so frustrating. So anyway, <laughs> so even it, as said, that many of the masterpieces that were recovered after the war, Karen, they could actually be fakes perpetrated uh, by Nazis, Nazi yeah. artists that- You know, they had the real ones and they just copied them and they kept the real ones and hid them on these German U-boats as they were taking them down south to South America or Antarctica. I
1: hate to tell you, 20% of the art hanging in galleries all over the world and museums are fake. I believe it. 20%. Yeah,
3: I believe it. Because a lot of stuff has been stolen. So that takes us back to our Florida connection. How could the spear possibly make its way all the way over here?
1: Here you go.
0: The German U-boats went up and down the east coast of the United States all during World War II. We know the Germans were able to remove a lot of treasure from starting from forty-four all the way through years after the war. They were still shipping stuff overseas. Yeah.
3: So those are all the things you have to keep in mind as we go down this weird path of, okay, What if the spear wasn't found after the war? What if it wasn't returned to Vienna or brought to the Vatican? Where would it be? Well, this is one of the options. It was taken along with all these other priceless artifacts that the Nazis did, known fact, tried to hide. Just watch the movie uh, Monuments Men. Okay, that's based on a true story where they had all this priceless art in caves and in mines. So they did try to hide these things. So who's to say that the Spear of Destiny, if it was so important to Hitler, which it was, it's a historical fact that it was... He's just gonna let it be lying around that easy and the allies is just gonna let the Allies take it back?
1: You know, plus, if it's so powerful, which he thinks it is, he doesn't want it to fall into the wrong hands.
3: Right. So why would they not want to try to keep it with all their other priceless art and artifacts for I'll a later you, date?
1: I'll bet you Hitler had the Spear of Destiny, and he got onto a German U-boat, and he's somewhere in South Florida.
3: Well, listen. With the Spear. If he's if he's still alive now, he'd be very old. He's but on South Beach. That wouldn't surprise me. But, I mean, look, there's a lot of other conspiracy theories with Hitler that we won't fully get into right now. It's that, not you know, that we
1: like Hitler, okay? Okay, oh, please. gosh.
3: No, stop. It's just that some people think he didn't kill himself. Some people think he went to Argentina or Brazil or secret base in Antarctica, whatever it might be. But who knows? Hopefully where... If, if he survived, hopefully he's dead now, rotting in hell. Okay? So that's... Yeah, we said he was smart. And
1: so that, you know, therefore...
3: Well... Whatever.
1: <laughs> we don't
3: know. No. Again, hopefully he's rotting in hell. Yes. Okay? <laughs> you can't say that enough. So, again, these German U-boats were sunk. All along the coast of the you know the East Coast and off the coast of Florida, if you go to Boca Raton, actually, if you go on Palmetto Park Road, for anybody who's local, you know what I'm talking about, and you go all the way east out to the beach, there's a marker there that actually commemorates where Allied soldiers fought off Nazis (laughs) who tried to come off to the coast of Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah. So these things did happen, okay? So again, (laughs) maybe these artifacts they're making their way down south. And maybe one second, maybe the Spear of Destiny is on the bottom of the
0: ocean. That's one theory.
1: We don't know. Um, sure. You know, it's possible that they were on their way to somewhere else.
0: Hmm. We know that the Germans conducted an expedition of Antarctica in 1938-39, which is when the war was happening. So there was a German expedition there. They were dropping swastika flags all over Antarctica. And then after the war, in 1946, the United States sends an expeditionary force to Antarctica called Operation High Jump. Uh Aha!
1: Oh my God! Uh Aha! Again, the thread. Unbelievable, huh? It always dovetails.
3: Again, so we said at the beginning, this was not planned when we started off going over the Spear of Destiny. It was really just planned to be, hey, let's do something a little bit different It's a cool story. It's kind of mystical. It has some supernatural qualities to it, so we'll have some fun with it. But then it actually does connect to one of our previous things about Operation High Jump. Right. I was floored by this, Karen. It's amazing.
1: I know you get surprised every single
3: time. I mean, I was, I'm not, I swear to you, I say it every week and you probably think we're trying to play it up, but I swear to you, I was not trying to connect this- No, but Operation to anything.
1: High Jump came up again.
2: The Nazis' attempt to salvage their bounty of art, relics, and gold at the end of World War II involved sending shiploads of valuables out to sea. Rumors that a secret underground Nazi facility had been established near the South Pole gained momentum and a US military operation called Operation High Jump soon followed. The operation had numerous objectives, ranging from testing equipment in frigid conditions to the establishment of a research facility. It was also alleged that Operation High Jump had another purpose, to seek out and demolish a Nazi
0: base. We had thousands of service personnel in Antarctica less than a year after the end of the war Why would the United States commit these resources to Antarctica? Well, something like this would have been extremely important. The gold was important. The art treasures, all of that was important. The money for the financing of a fourth Reich was very important. But what's all the good of all that money without the iconic leader? There was no Hitler anymore. The spear could have made a new Hitler. A person holding that spear could have become the new spiritual leader of this movement.
3: All right, so now, Just think about this for a second, okay? Could it actually be possible that one of the reasons for Operation High Jump could have actually been to find the Spear of Destiny? because remember <gasps> about I know like I never thought about this I'm telling you when we started producing this episode I never thought that we would make this connection so my mind is blown just like you and I'm not even trying to play this up like it blows my mind that this could actually be connected
1: when did we do Operation High Jump that's
3: the thing so I'm glad you said that it goes back to I think episode 3 yeah I thought
1: it was a pretty early, early on one
3: it's within the first 5 I want to say episode 3 off the top of my head if you haven't heard uh, Operation High Jump you can go back and listen to it actually to this day it's one of our most listened to episodes it is it's like we started that was back in late july early august of 21 and now you know here we are in march of 22 and still people love that episode because it's just so fascinating there's so many layers to operation high jump so if you want to go back and listen to that you go back to one of our earlier ones or any of the episodes by the way thank you to everybody who has been listening
1: Please download, subscribe, give us five extraterrestrial stars. We'll love you forever.
3: Yes, and we we love you right now because we are both floored every week. Yeah. Just side note real quick how much love this podcast has been getting. How many of you have been listening and consuming and downloading it? We never thought a million no. years it would get the attention that it's been
1: getting. So thank I mean, you. you. You've been archiving these little tidbits on your phone forever and you have a whole list of weird stuff. And yeah, yeah, I knew you were kind of like an <laughs> alien aficionado. And I said, you know what? We should do a podcast about aliens. And it just took off from there. It's,
3: it's taken off. And it's so. fueled
1: by your little list of stuff.
3: It is on my, my sacred list on my phone. Don't so. lose your phone. I know. But it's, It's wonderful, so thank you all. But Operation High Jump, just to give you a quick background, like you heard in the clip there, it was basically a secret mission, which has been declassified now because it's almost 80 years later, that the U.S. forces said, hey, let's get to Antarctica, let's try to claim our own land, let's take out the Nazi bases that they knew were there, and let's also try to find some of the stuff that's lost, but... Maybe they were also looking for the Spear of Destiny. Now, our episode on Operation High Jump goes more into what they encountered when they got there.
1: What, the Nordics, right?
3: Uh, yeah, the, the the aliens, the Greys got into all these fights with the aliens. It's an unbelievable story that Admiral well, Byrd had, actually had in his journal. So. Well,
1: yeah, and we have pictures of the journal. He wrote it we all do. down. Uh, but maybe the aliens in the Antarctic have the position, could they? So have, could have the relic.
3: Ma- right, so is it possible that if Hitler did, let's say the U-boats that... Took the um, uh, spear, okay, out of Germany. Let's say. Let's go with the theory that the Allied forces did not get the spear after the war, okay? That it's not in the Vatican or in Vienna, that those are fakes produced by by the Nazis. Let's say that the Nazis did get it out onto the U-boats. Let's say it wasn't sink, okay, like some theories say it was. And it did make it down to South America or it did make it down to Antarctica. And the Allied forces were trying to get there on Operation High Jump to try to get the spear back. But what if the aliens already had it? right. So these aliens that are said to have these secret bases under the ice in Antarctica might be like, oh, look at what we found. Holy cow. I mean, it sounds crazy as I say it. So it's holy, lands. Sounds, it's holy, holy lands, It's Holy lands. Yes. Sorry. For today, it's Holy lands. So you might think to yourself, too, you guys are a bunch of crackpots. But hey, no, is, no, ba, ba, ba. is it really that far-fetched? No. If the Nazis were trying to get out of Germany and we know that they had bases there, we know that they took stuff down to Antarctica, why couldn't the spear have gone down there and then... Admiral Byrd talks about going up against otherworldly forces, so why can't we make that connection?
1: But wait a minute, Stephen. What if General Patton got a hold of the spear? Uh Ah, So, one more theory there. Let's say that... Because they eventually won. They did, right. So Patton wasn't very... He was was very into past lives and the mystical... He was. I didn't know if you knew that, but... That's true, yes.
3: And he wasn't very well liked also no, within but the military. He
1: thought he was a former, I forget which uh, commander he was, but he thought he was a former Roman emperor too. That's right. Commander.
3: So it's funny you say that because the story goes that he did take possession of the spear once the Americans went to Germany, and he brought it back to America so the U.S. forces could have it and you know, store it away somewhere like at the end of a. Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the you know, Ark of the Covenant is stored in this warehouse in a box. So, you know, some people say that's what happened to the Spear of Destiny. It's stored in a secret warehouse somewhere for the military, along with all these other things. But guess what happened to Patton, in case you forgot, Karen? What? He died soon after the war, after sustaining injuries in a freak car accident. Now, a lot of people know that story. He was on a, uh, a U.S. base in Germany, gets into this car accident, ends up dying from a uh, embolism, I think. Oh. Because of the injuries sustained from the car accident that he was in. I believe he was actually paralyzed.
1: Oh, boy. From the
3: accident. So, could it be that his death was part of a more sinister plot? Uh.
1: By the way, his past life, he thought he was with Alexander the Great at the Siege of Tyre. Well, yeah, maybe. He has like eight past lives. (laughs) One was fighting the Parthians in Rome. One was a Viking on his way to Valhalla. Oh, gosh. Another one was an Englishman in Anjan Court. The other one was a raiding sailor. The other one was fighting for the House of Stuart. Wow. An aide to the Napoleonic Marshal. He had all these past lives. That's what made him such a war god. And then I bet he did get the Spear of Destiny. Maybe he because did he have was, it. Because he has all this experience.
3: So maybe he had it and he didn't want to give it back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Give he, me the spear. They, they say that his death was kind of weird, you know, Yeah. with the car accident that he had. It was a freak thing. Huh. And there's a lot of suspicion around Patton's death. There's conspiracy theories about that, that people say, well, he was it wasn't an accident. So maybe it wasn't an accident because he had something that the military wanted and Ah, didn't want to give it back. Right. So there's a lot of theories out there, Karen, about what happened to the Spear of Destiny after the war. If
1: you could, where do you think it is? Personally? Yes.
3: I think it's probably lost to time. I think that's...
1: It doesn't exist.
3: No, it's... Like the Holy
1: Grail? I mean, do you think either one of those exists?
3: The Holy Grail I'm not sure of. Now, did you know what what type of cup did Jesus use at the Last Supper? I don't know. They
1: say it might have been um, some sort of stone cup, like made out of,
3: like a some type of mason jar. Well, actually, no. made, I'm saying made, actually made out
1: of stone. is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, but uh, like a semi precious stone could be. Um, or it
3: was something like you would see it in, you know, uh, Indiana it's not Jones, like,
1: like a golden cup, a right. chalice, no. more
3: like a simple wooden cup, like in the Last Crusade, possibly, right? A car, the the, the cup of a carpenter, or like chalcedony, uh, or, or what
1: do they call some of those stones? You know? could have been. I don't know about the Holy Grail, but I think with and, and the Ark of the Covenant is also another one. Maybe the spears in the Ark of the Covenant could be.
3: I think the Ark of the Covenant is in uh, Ethiopia, personally. Oh, but... alabaster,
1: they think. The, oh, alabaster. Uh, yeah, the cup is made out of. Interesting. But when it comes to the spear, it is real, okay? Uh, yeah, they someone stabbed Jesus with this spear. Right. And if, if I were that guy, I would have made sure that I had... Put it in a safe place. He
3: probably, you know, I mean, look, he became a saint, right? Right. Roman centurion. Maybe because he he was converted after Jesus's crucifixion. Oh, wow. He realized, oh, my gosh, after the events that happened after Jesus was crucified, he realized, oh, my gosh, what have I done? This was the savior of the world, you know? So, again, I'm not trying to be preachy here. Whatever You believe what you want according to your faith. But that's the realization that he felt he came to. So if you had that realization, if you're in his shoes, you might think, I'm keeping this spear. I'm not going to give this to anybody else, maybe. He passed it down, and eventually, 300 years later, it got to Constantine. And then 600 years years later, it got to King Otto. and got passed down from, you know, like with the names we mentioned, Henry IV and Charlemagne, and was held in museums from there, and Napoleon tried to get it, and then Hitler got it. And then it branches off, right? Is it in the Vatican? Is it in Vienna? Is it at the bottom of the sea? Is it in Antarctica? Is it in a warehouse in the U.S.? I don't know. I'm not Hmm. sure.
1: I don't know. Awesome. What about next week?
3: Oh, next week. This is so, so cool. <laughs> I love
1: is it. It, it gets better and better and better and better. We
3: hope so. We hope you're enjoying it. It is frustrating, though, before I say that real quick. It is frustrating. I wish I knew where it was for sure. Maybe it is in a warehouse. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we took it and maybe we gave the fakes to Vienna and the Vatican and the U.S. military is like, yeah, we ain't letting this thing go.
1: Maybe the aliens is, took it because it was just too dangerous for maybe. you stupid earthlings to have it.
3: Who knows? But I think somebody has it. I just don't know who. It's still out there somewhere. Maybe you know what? I'm going to say we do have it in a warehouse. All right, okay. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs>
1: okay. the more the more I think about it. Wait no, 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 no. I think I just bought it at a garage sale. Oh, on Saturday. Yeah. For, for 10 cents. There we go. Karen has it. Now I we do. Know. I got this spear What the, <laughs> the heck is this thing?
3: The more I, I want to take over the world. The more I think about it, the more I realize it's more plausible to think that we stole it after the war and we're hiding it somewhere quite honestly. Exactly, so, yes. But next week, maybe somebody, Karen, has a deathbed confession about the Spear of Destiny because wow, yes. we are going to get into... A lot of people have a come to Jesus as they're dying. Yes, I they do. saw an alien. I see the lights, and it's I aliens. The- <laughs> aliens. <laughs> but we're going to get into deathbed confessions next week about people who say... You know what, I held this secret about working in Area 51 all my life, and whatever I don't, it might be.
1: I don't care if you think I'm a crackpot now.
3: And I'm going to tell you everything I know, so we're going to get into those next week. Really, really interesting stuff, and you make of it what you want when you we hear it next week. We have audio of it. I think we do. I think we, we have some audio oh, of some of these my uh, gosh. confessions of people who said, You know what, I'm about to go. Let me tell you what I know. I love it. That is
1: my goosebumps.
3: Oh, it's going to be good. So, next week we'll cover that. But until then, make sure you download and subscribe to the show. Apple, Spotify to search UAP Unidentified Alien Podcast. Podcast platform. We're there. 850WFTL.com. You can search the UAP Podcast section. You'll see all the stuff that we put up in the past and you can catch up there as well. But until next time.
1: You know, I was afraid that we'd run out of ideas to talk about. No.
3: Never. Never. We're going to go forever. As long as there's aliens, there's going to be UAP. Yay. So we hope you enjoy it as long as we go as well. So we'll talk to you next time. Karen Curtis over there, Stephen Diener right here. Have a good one. Thank you.